The truth lives. Political bomb show starring Rishon Blyden. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you, my friend? Pretty good. So welcome to Political Bomb Show. We wanted to reach out to you and interview you about your uh, podcast. Uh, So could you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Well, uh, basically, it's, uh, I don't know if... uh, expletives here obviously but uh it's a f life love and loneliness and basically what what well, what that's all about is um i mean i came to a point where i think that um most of our issues with love and loneliness are not are, aren't very separate and that was after a recent breakup and uh it just put some things in perspective and uh whatnot and that's that's really what made me start it didn't really have a plan per se though but so do you still feel the same way because i listened at least to the intro and you said a lot of uh, troubling things do you still feel for instance you said that you were sick of life are you still sick of life at this point no and that's i guess the whole point there because um really i don't believe <clears throat> i don't believe that without love we can have loneliness or vice versa as a matter of fact that's one of the reasons why we search for that is 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 to get away from you know from being by ourselves and whatnot. And um, I think at the moment, yes, I think everyone is allowed to feel a little bit tired of life in general without you know immediately getting rushed to uh, you know to the suicide room or anything like that. <clears throat> so I don't hate life. No, no. Actually, through all this, I've learned a lot. You know, quite a bit. And uh, I think we're moving to a different kind of love at this moment, but yeah. Okay, so that was going to be my next question about the suicide. So you're not feeling that way anymore? No, 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 no. Uh, not at all. And I think the differentiation probably should be made between being like saying one is tired of life and saying one is willing to die. Because that's, I think that's uh, that's where we end up missing some crucial signs of people who actually do that and uh uh you know throwing people who are not into uh, such a situation where they're on suicide watch and stuff like that um if you know if if i had to talk about my mind frame then i think it would more be like uh i, I was i was done i wasn't happy with life i mean life really just didn't mean much anymore at least so it seemed to me but you also have to have the presence of mind sometimes to understand that, you know, <laughs> things happen. You know, someone gets bankrupt and they, stand, you know, um, they feel the same way and same for, uh, for love, as, you know, I believe, even in regular relationships outside, you know, romantic right. ones. Yeah, because I wanted to reach out because your the intro was really like, really like, you know, uh, hard hitting with some of the stuff where I'm glad you don't feel that way anymore. I just don't want someone to listen to that and you know feel like maybe they should take that way out as well <laughs> well uh you know the i think the important thing is to probably listen to a few more of uh what i put out there i suppose because uh, i was just really channeling what i was feeling and i think it's very important to listen to him because as i went through that sequence i wanted to catch all the emotion that came behind it see how i felt then see how i feel now and again not to say that 
and now I'm not sad or not upset or anything like that. But if anyone was interested in committing suicide, first of all, I think I think it's such a drastic decision that you really ought to, you know, think about a few things. I mean, I would probably try to be a hero and die doing that before I decided to commit suicide. But if it got to the point where I really, I can't imagine that I would, but if anyone really felt like that, I think, again, it's, it's a very drastic decision. It's, you know, you don't, you don't, um, you don't, you don't go under anesthesia for a stub toenail. You got to think about it before you go into surgery. Right, right. You know what I mean? So you, you said that you wanted to be a monk. Are you still looking towards being a monk or? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a, you ever heard of I David Goggins? Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that I strongly relate with uh, in many ways, as a matter of fact. We have similar careers outside the exact uh, Navy SEAL work that he did. I did my own share of things for the military. But um, the, I think the monk lifestyle is something that everyone probably needs to, at some point, embrace to a degree. I'm not saying live it forever because it's kind of difficult. But um, at a point... Like, for example, after a breakup like this, now I was already beginning to live a certain way because I saw it. I guess I kind of saw it coming. But um, what I realized through it is there are things that you learn about yourself and things that you begin to understand about life in general that make put things in perspective. Now, you won't feel like doing that if you're having a good day and just, you know, having a great life. You're not going to want to live that lifestyle. So sometimes I think we need to use that, you know, turn that adversity into blessing, so to speak, and use that, um, use that negative emotion to fuel us. Because negative emotion, believe it or not, as much as people don't like to say this, I believe that negative emotion can actually push you through things that you didn't, you know, you didn't think you'd be able to go through if you actually let it, you know? I feel bad, I decided, you know, to hell with it. I'm gonna start waking up at 4.30 every, you know, in the morning every day, you run an insane amount of miles, you know, work out, uh, come back, you know, study, uh, do some things, you know, do my employment and so on and so forth. And it's that life and not talking a lot also has given me a lot of introspection. And that is probably where the presence of mind right now comes. That's the difference you hear in now versus what you heard on the oh, first okay, podcast. That's good. I mean, I can relate as well because I've been, been through bad relationships too. And, I felt sort of the same way, but my way of dealing with it, I, I'm an artist, so I like to write music. So I dealt with it through lyrics is how I, how I did it, you know? So that's mm. how I got through it. I mean, I guess it depends on how important the relationship is to you. Cause I, I haven't actually in my life ever until this moment had any uh, intention of being married to anyone, let alone be making the move to do that. So, and I, write as well too which has been therapeutic so I understand where you're coming from but this time around I really it was weird it was weird for me because writing wasn't I didn't feel like I didn't feel like doing anything and I think that's the respect that I got for depression because I'm not a depressed kind of person I don't think but I got a respect for it because I couldn't even do my own craft or the only you know the things that made me I thought who I was yeah I hear you so how's your your podcast beyond that first one is more positive, you would say? I don't think, and I, I guess I should ask you first, uh, I don't, I tend to talk and curse a lot, and I want to make sure I don't make the mistake if, if that's, if no, that's not fine. okay. No, it's fine. I mean, 
some, I some of my shows I use explicit myself, so you could go right ahead. Well, great. Then I can feel at home to do it. I do, but it's, it, here's here's what it is. I don't believe that there's any such thing as just optimism. I think optimism, pure optimism, to me is stupidity. You can't look at everything and go, "Whoa, this is great." But well, at least that's what I believe. But I do believe also that where like there's a big difference between just optimism and positivity. And I think they're interchanged these days in the world because for me, the rest of the podcast, some might call it optimistic. Uh, some, it's, it's not optimistic as much as it is real and positive because as I go through certain things, like I found out certain things about myself. I said, you know, uh, the part of the reason why shit didn't work out is because I, I lied to myself about a lot of things. And so I got to acknowledge myself as a goddamn liar first before I can even begin to fix it, you know? And some would say, well, that's not optimism because you're not looking at yourself and so on and so forth. It's not optimistic, but as a positive outcome, and that's what I'm looking for. But before you get to the positive, you do the number line, believe it's, it's kind of weird to me. I, I see it as the negative numbers all the way at the bottom and the positive numbers all the way at the top to infinity. So wherever you're starting from in the negative uh, you know, section of things, you got to get through all those numbers. And then you got to start through the little positive numbers before you get anywhere else. And so uh, is it optimistic to think at negative one that you'll be at 100? Well, you fail at five because you're not ready right. for that. But So what about someone who's a pessimist? Do you, what do you think of that? I think they're just doomed. I mean, geez, Louise. I, I, I got to say one of my, the, 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 the things I hate in this world the most are pessimists because if I'm going to die anyway, I don't want you to tell me. Like I, I told my doctor a long time ago, if I ever get terminal, don't, don't tell me that. Just tell me if I push through, I might make it. Because if you're pessimistic, to be honest, you've, you've, you've already, and I know it's the cliche you know, thing that people say now, like you've already lost. But truthfully, you have already lost if you're pessimistic. You, there's, there, there's no going up. There's no, there's no objective. Because if you believe everything's over, then why would you even want to do anything else? Now, some people are born that way, but I think it's also a matter of uh, conscious and subconscious conditioning, if you ask me. It's what they put in their heads, what they see, and let themselves, you know, ingest. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Definitely. So what would you say to someone like a, a young teenager who feel like it's the end of the world and they don't have anyone to talk to, not a friend in the world? What should they do? That's a, that's a rough one, and it hits home for me. As a matter of fact, I have a, a young teenager friend who uh, oh, killed themselves. Um, yeah, but the, the thing about it is, first of all, if there's any teenagers listening, it's important. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, you haven't even lived a quarter of your life yet. If you're still a teen, unless you're destined to die at 21 or something, you have not lived any of your life yet. And that the the reason why years go by faster, I think, as we grow up is because we have more of a reference. You know, if you're 50, then one more year is very short. But if you're 18, then you feel like one year is the difference between eternity and, 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 and not. Um, and there's always someone to talk to. And the thing about it is to not 
don't get caught up in the rhetoric of speaking to a therapist or anything like that. I can't fucking stand therapists, as a matter of fact. You know, after deployments and coming back and so on and so forth, they, they, they force you to do that kind of stuff. But it never, it never resonated for me because I always feel like if someone's being paid to listen, then they're not really listening. And it doesn't fucking matter, especially if you're at the point where you're so low that you do want to do some harm to yourself. Understand that the people that you can talk to are all over the place. And if they don't, you don't even have to know them. I don't, I don't give a damn. Pick them, get an Uber and, and talk to the Uber driver. Talk to someone, though. You know, this world is full of people. And just because you don't know someone doesn't mean that they can't care about you. or They can't be there for you. Or they don't have an experience that's going to help you. Because uh, to use a much less um, extreme example for me, what made me, and this breakup I was telling you about, now this is a silly topic to be relating to suicide per se, but what made me actually decide to, and I, I broke it up. I, I, I didn't want to, but it had to be done based on certain things. And it was meeting someone else, meeting a total stranger in the park. I went to the park. I was going to do some yoga I've never done in my life. And um, I met this person and she told me a story about herself. Now she thought she was talking to me about her life. But really, she was speaking to me about mine. And I was a stranger. Never seen her again after that. Uh, some would say it's an angel. I think that while angels exist, God probably doesn't waste them on things like that. He takes other people who are going through things. So if someone is legitimately at that point, like I said, you can take a daggone Uber and talk to the Uber driver. <laughs> it's, but but, but you got to talk to somebody. You have to, before you decide to do something crazy, you have to talk to somebody. And there is always some, that statement of there's no one to talk to. That's absolute bullshit. The world is full of people. Yeah, I agree with you. But what about bull- bullies is another topic. I mean, what happens to the, the teenagers who are being bullied online and at school? What, how do they get out of that? Man, I tell you, part of the reason I am who I am today is because of bullies. And when I was younger, it made me... It made me decide never to let that happen. You know, my father wasn't around and that, you know, put a kind of a, a damper on things for me. And then on top of that, you had to deal with bullies because I wasn't the strongest kid growing up. Now, now I'm pretty confident, but that is a process that I can't bet. I don't believe everyone is either ready for, destined for, or supposed to do, as a matter of fact. You know, military, MMA, and all that kind of stuff is not. Um, but I do believe that kids today have it very rough because when I was younger we didn't have Facebook and social media in this fashion like you know it was there but it wasn't like this Um, now there's so many more avenues and I gotta say I feel I feel like we we have to almost come into ourselves with bullying especially being that young it's a little difficult but Come into yourself, speak to people if need be. But the truth of the matter is bullies don't only antagonize you physically. It's a psychological distress. And uh, I'll actually refer back to Dave, to um, David Goggins. But the thing about sometimes you have to put yourself through a crucible so that you can overcome certain things. And if it's a bully, you need to find something that challenges you more than that bully. Overcome it. And maybe I'd call this a way, not the way, but that may just give you what you need to do what else you have to do, whatever that is. Yeah, I agree. I, I think with online bullies, honestly, all you got to do is block them. And then, then 
you know? Oh, thank you. (laughs) Exactly. You know, you're so right. And I don't think, I think people have linked their lives so much to social media and everything that we begin to believe that likes mean approval, that our virtual friends are our real friends. And then we can't cut off these things. But you're so right. If they're bullying you on Facebook, turn it off. Exactly. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I, I get people who try to bully me. I just block them. It's, they're, they're not, they're virtual. You know, they don't really mean anything. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and I mean, some of them these days, from what I hear, uh, you know, they make up different profiles and try to get you. At that point, you can report them to someone, but you're right. If it's not working, block it. You know, just call yep, it a I day. I agree. So, yep. So you said that, um, that basically you're you're on the road to have not I don't want to say happiness, but you're not at that point that you were at. And I everyone to listen to more of his podcasts so you could find out more about him. Is there anything that that you have going on that you want to tell us about or uh what do you mean with to, regards to, to what life business or anything you want to plug anything? Well I will say um, something I actually, now that you mention it, it's funny because prior to to even this instance that has gotten us talking here, I realized that life was taking a turn for me. And I, it's been, it, life had been pretty good. I could get into my, it's, I've been blessed to have a very interesting life. But at this moment, I was going through a huge lull in everything. I don't mean just in, and, 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 you know, my, I decided to make a move uh, to stop doing, uh, you know, stop running my business and whatnot. And you know, I do law school, which I've always meant to, you know, wanted to do. Uh, and I'm looking at my age, I'm looking at times, I'm like, geez, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And as soon as I made that decision, everything else just came crashing down. And um, that's why you probably caught me at that moment, because that was a straw that hit. That was the last thing I was holding on to for lack of a better word for dear life that was the only thing that i thought i had you know and uh that that brought me down to rock bottom i figured at that point and the thing is that <laughs> when you're at rock bottom when you think things are at the worst for example your your work's not being recognized like it should be or your 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 job's not doing well or your business is failing or anything else truth of the matter is those are and again, not to be cliche, but I have now experienced it and lived it. When I say I'm living a monk lifestyle, half of it is because I can't afford the crazy lifestyle that I had before. It wasn't bad. It was just, I didn't have to worry about money ever. But now, now you have to. Now, if you have to, what is the sense in going through pain if you don't learn anything from it? And people say, oh, you learned this and that. No, 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 no. You have to embrace it so hard. And this is what I actually want to put out there. Whatever pain that anyone's going through is financial or mindset or whatever, you have to truly, truly not just go through it and fight through it. That's that, you know, the mixing mindset. I'm going to get through it. No, you have to like almost enjoy it. Understand that that pain is carrying lessons that you will never, ever, ever forget. And they'll be very valuable for that not to happen again. And once you do, it puts a whole new perspective on things because now you realize that, yeah, your failure sucks. You're going to have to go through it. 
But as you embrace it and embrace it for every single lesson that you're learning, it pushes you out. In a short time, I already see the light, but I don't see the light necessarily physically per se, but the light is so ingrained in my head. It's not an optimistic view. It's an understanding that this is coming because of taking everything that life's given me right now. Because if you're not important, why would life make life so difficult? Agreed, so to speak, yeah. right? So, but, so, um, it was, it was great talking with you today and I'm happy to, that things are not what it seemed at first and, uh, wish you the best of luck in all of, uh, whatever you're, you're doing and where you're going. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you very much too. And I wish you the Thank best you. also. Bye. Sure thing. And that was a very interesting interview. We learned a lot today and his podcast, F Life, Love and Loneliness, he spells the whole word out. But listening to the intro of his uh, podcast, it led you to believe that he was in definitely need of, of someone to talk to. And um, after speaking with him on this interview, as you heard, he's not in that point of his life anymore. So it was a great interview, and I hope that the interview is able to help someone out there who feels in the same type of situation he was in. We've all been at rock bottom before. I've been there myself. We all deal with it in different ways, but as long as we deal with it and we don't bury it, that's the best thing that we can do. Until next time, thank you for listening. You can leave your your um, messages here and we'll listen to them and get back to you on here or you can just visit our website politicalbombshow.cf politicalbombshow.cf thank you for listening Oh, baby, come on, so come on, people,